Hi, and welcome back to All This Noise. I'm Christian. And I'm Brendan. Uh, we're sorry we missed a week last week. We were fighting about the band Yes. <laughs> um, <That's>. Sucks. <laughs> Tonight we're bringing in the first ever uh, live episode. And by live episode, I mean we're both in the same room and the same city for the first time since we started the pod. We might be receiving some calls tonight. It's up in the air. Um, also, just a heads up, there will probably be some strong language on this pod. So, Yeah, as Christian said, this episode might contain a little more language and such, both from the music and potentially from us as for previous episodes. And it's something I've been thinking about a lot, given that we started this podcast essentially as just the both of us talking about music, which we do normally in our own time. And then it kind of evolved into something more as soon as some of my family started listening, which was a little odd for me. But yeah, just a warning. I'm not going to try and put out this branded version of myself. I'm just going to talk freely. And yeah, so I hope you can enjoy this episode because that's a good one. Moving forward from there, Brendan, what have you been listening to this week? I have been listening to a, a large variety of things. First of all, what I've been listening to lately started with what I was listening to at work. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a podcast called Dissect, which is on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Where they spend an entire season on a single album or a single artist, kind of dissecting their work and going super in-depth. So I've been really getting into that, specifically their third season, where they talk about Frank Ocean. Mm -hmm. What I never knew was that Frank Ocean has a mixtape titled Nostalgia Ultra mm -hmm. that came out a number of years ago. I think it was 2011, if I'm correct, before Channel Orange and before Blonde. So it was kind of his first thing, and the first thing that really got him launched into the limelight. I thought that was Odd Future. It was during his, it was during his time with Odd Future. Interesting. Um, you know, our future, uh, another our future alum is celebrating the year release of their album. They are. We'll, we'll more on this later. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I've been really enjoying this album, Nostalgia Ultra, which features a number of samples from notable artists, including a sample of Hotel California by the Eagles. Oh, really? Also, a sample of MGMT. Did you know, so I've also been really into podcasts lately, and mine is called uh, Song Exploder, and they like will talk to an artist about like every little detail of their song, so like where they got the idea for like the guitar riff, and where they got the idea for like like what sample they used, and one of the ones that I listened to was on MGMT, um, Time to Pretend, and they sample ABBA's Dancing Queen at the very, very end of the song. You can like barely hear the piano where it's like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> so next time you listen to Time to Pretend, at the very end, listen for ABBA. Love it. What song did they sample? What song did Frank Ocean sample? Uh, I believe it was Kids. That makes sense. Yeah, which was kind of very popular at that time. Yeah, he samples a number. He also samples Coldplay and Radiohead. I never got into Radiohead. I didn't either. And I didn't really understand, you know, fully get the hype. Yeah. I mean, it's just a very short kind of interlude track where it's used in the background. Hmm. But yeah, it's very kind of summary. And also, this is the mixtape 
where his two big singles, uh, Swim Good and Novocaine, those both came off of. Oh, I don't, I haven't heard of Novocaine. I've never listened to it, but. Yeah, those both came off of this album, and those were very, very successful singles for him. In fact, let's take a listen to Swim Good right now by Frank Ocean off of his first mixtape, Nostalgia Ultra. Five more miles to the world runs out. I'm about to drive in the ocean. I'm gonna try to swim from something bigger than me. Kick off my shoes and swim Uh, have you ever noticed when we go to play a song, you always go, let's take a listen to blah, 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 by blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was, I was going back and re-listening to some of the, some of the older pods, you know, from back in the day. And, uh, I was, I'm, I'm like, I'd be like, okay, let's listen to like, let's listen to Black Dog. And you were like, all right. And so we're going to take a listen to Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Anyways, I just thought it was funny. So, uh, you know what I've been listening to, I have to... See, the thing is, is I just add songs to a, po- uh, a playlist and I don't really think about it. So let's see. What songs have I been listening to? <laughs> <laughs> this week, I've really been into this. To <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of the theme song from Bojack Horseman. <laughs> Let me just tell you, they, they release an extended mix and it slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Explain BoJack Horseman a little bit, yeah, for people who... So BoJack Horseman is, uh, it's kind of like Rick and Morty in the term that it's in a, in the terms of it's like a, a nihilistic adult cartoon, but uh, BoJack's like this really down on his luck horse, and he always makes the worst decisions, and it's really hard to watch sometimes. <laughs> but the theme song was written by the drummer from the Black Keys, Patrick Carney, and his uncle, Ralph Carney, I was right. And it's got like this smooth sax solo and this really wild like arpeggiating synth at the very beginning. And actually, I listened to uh, I was listening to that Song Exploder podcast again. And Patrick Carney's like the way that he got the noise for it was he just overclocks his synth and it creates this weird like it creates the intro noise for that song. It's a pretty wild, wild song. There's like this part in the middle where they like play the guitar. It's a really good theme song. <laughs> Let's listen to the BoJack theme song by Patrick and Ralph Carney. What else have I been listening to? Um, Denzel Curry's new album came out, Taboo. He released it in three parts. So he released like on Wednesday, he released part one and it was like four songs. And it was, I really enjoyed it. And then on Tuesday, he released, or on Thursday, he released part two and it was five songs. And the first song is called Super Saiyan Superman. So you know I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) And then the third part he released today, he released the whole album as like one big album. And one of my favorite underground rappers, JPEG Mafia has a feature on this song called Vengeance. And it is, it hits pretty hard. It's pretty wild. I would recommend it. Let's listen to Vengeance by Denzel Curry featuring JPEG Mafia. (laughs) 
If you like heart, more of like the harder hip hop, none of this like pop rap stuff. I'm looking at you, uh, freaking Mac Miller. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Macklemore. <laughs> who, who else is another pop rap? Drake. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Drake could write a song as good as anything on this album, I would be a drake fan for the rest of my life <laughs> um another song i've been listening to which i discovered yesterday thanks to discover weekly it is this song called holding your hand featuring atlas by the artist young bay oh god now i know you want to think young bay this is this is not going to go well but man it's a super i think i really like it because I feel like if I made a, a song, this is kind of like what it would be like. It is a kind of super nice lo-fi beat with this kind of sultry piano melody. Sultry. And then when he raps slash sings over it, he's just very super straight up about how he sings and how he raps. He's not trying to put on a voice at all. It's just a notch above talking. But it's so matter of fact, and he's talking about like a relationship, and um, I think it just—it's very logical, I guess, mm. which is what I would, why, why I think if I were to make a song, it would sound like this. Yeah. So I want to play a little snippet of that. This is "Holding Your Hand" by Young Bay, featuring Atlas. I get misty just holding your. Holding your hand and gripping tightly to your fingertips Watching with a nervous stare and wondering when lingered lips would meet again We decrypt the mysteries between all these places that I've visited This vista is serene and I believe the atmosphere was made up when you landed here And froze me in position, thus suspended like a chandelier Turned my insecurities to wisdom and disbanded fear Until the only thing that I resembled was a man revered See, I met this planet here with lonely apprehension Always let the canvas... You're lucky that you actually found a song that you enjoy from Discover Weekly because I feel like mine lately have just been trash. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's me listening to just increasingly worse and worse music and Spotify is just having trouble keeping up mm -hmm. um, or if they're just not making good recommendations. But I like of the past... Oh, we're getting a call. <laughs> Let's go to our call line. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air with all this noise. <laughs> Oh my god! Long time listener, first time caller. Hi, my name's Blake. This is so exciting. Are you really Brendan Morrison? <laughs> it's the real me in the flesh. Whoa! No, it's not. <laughs> you on the radio. Uh, <laughs> is Christian there too? Yeah, what's up, dude? He's in the room. My man, my man. In the room? You guys are together. I thought... 
what a special episode for me to call on. <laughs> we're actually recording together. Yeah, it's our first one together. That's true. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, normally I think people call in when they've been listening to what you've been talking about. I have not, given the nature of how you do this whole thing. So, uh, <laughs> we were in blind here. What's up? <laughs> we were just talking about what we've been listening to for the past week or so. So if you want to jump in on that, you're welcome to. Oh, let me tell you what I've been listening to. I've been I've been on SoundCloud lately. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to this new hot artist called Chammy Boy. Let me tell you about Chammy Boy. Sam Chillman, super slept on. You probably so underground, I can't even tell you. All of us went to high school with him. Yeah, that's why I know who he is. (laughs) (laughs) Chammy Boy? Yeah, yeah, Chammy Boy. Chammy Boy. He's making music now. He's always been making music. Sam Chummel, a little bit of backstory. Incredibly technical, technically skilled musician. Super good on alto saxophone, clarinet, guitar. Pretty talented guy. He can improv like nobody else. Now he's making these, like, hip-hop beats or something. I don't even know. Not going to lie, the first few that came out, I was a little disappointed. I was like, Sam, you're pretty technical. These are kind of, you know, generic prefab beats, not being too critical, but I'm just saying, like, nothing I've never heard before, Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, and, you know, less is sometimes more, you know? I'm not saying he has to really go crazy with it, but he recently had a couple new singles, or at least recent to me, and I hadn't looked at his stuff in a few months. A couple singles come out, but they're paired together. One's called Into the Weeds, and it's, oh man, it's immediately followed by a song called Off Fuck, and it's, they're both, check them out. Maybe it's just because, you know, I went to high school with them, and I'm like excited that it sounds pretty, pretty good. Maybe it's not that great, but you should all check it out. That's what I've been vibing to for the last week or so. It's like, it's like this R&B, hip-hop. He sings. He occasionally raps. There's beats. There's technical guitar in there. It's, it's pretty sweet. Awesome. Would you like us to play a snippet of one of those songs? Yeah, you should play, you should play Into the Weeds. The, um, so what happens is it starts out kind of guitar instrumental kind of poor recording quality don't bother with that <laughs> wait till it goes wait till it goes into the like bony bear 22 a million whatever it's called esque like drop so okay it'll, it'll like it'll bring in these there'll be like these i don't know harmonies getting splashed around in his vocal and like this low bass and then it'll kind of like drop with this techno bit kind of around the middle enders of the song play that it's money that's where i was like Whoa, Sam! I wish I had my good headphones on me because I would I would listen to it in that in that sort of way. You heard it here, folks. Listen to it with your good headphones. Well, well, let's take a listen to that now. Sure thing, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Right. You two are the best. You're the men. All right. Take care. All right, man. Have a good night. All right. Bye. Bye. Um, so uh, what are your thoughts on Nickelback? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love me a good soul patch. <laughs> I think that uh, Imagine Dragons are the new Nickelback. 
You think so? Yeah. Really? I think in 15 years, nah, sooner than that, I think in five, year, five, 10 years, there are going to be kids, there will be people who will be our age who will have feelings towards Imagine Dragons that we have towards Nickelback. Wow. That's a bold statement, but you know. I'm standing by it. You know, luckily we're planning on filming this show for the next 15 years. <laughs> so <laughs> tune in in a couple hundred episodes or more. Yeah. And uh, and we'll make sure we'll set a reminder on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I I'm I'm I uh, I think it'll or maybe it'll be like Imagine Dragons is like One Republic or like Coldplay where it was like they're cool at first but now people were like ugh. I guess not really One Republic. No one really cares about One Republic or ever cared about One Republic. Mm-hmm. But maybe like Coldplay where everyone loved Coldplay and then they released that one and everyone was just like Coldplay. What are you doing? Okay. Yeah. That's how I, I feel about Imagine Dragons. I feel like it's very plausible. Mm. You listen to uh, The New Chance the Rapper? I very briefly listened to The New Chance the Rapper. Did you listen to um, I Might Need Security? I did. I listened to all. He released four new songs. Yeah. I listened to them all once. I think I Might Need Security is the best one. Mm-hmm. I think the other three are good, but I Might Need Security really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's got a Jamie Foxx sample on it, and it's just about like him and all the beef he has with the industry, and it's really interesting because mm-hmm. like his last album was about how he loves God, and mm-hmm. this uh, this single is just like him saying like don't mess with me like i got clout he bought a newspaper he yeah. bought a newspaper because the chicago sun said he was a deadbeat dad so he went out and bought a newspaper to run them out of business wow like that's that's some clout that's some <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is definitely some clout points there like that's just chance the rapper he can do whatever he wants now and the, i it's wild you know he's putting out a seven track with uh Kanye. Yeah, I'm excited about that one to see where what direction he goes in that. Because yeah, you know, Coloring Book was definitely super commercially successful, but I felt was a big departure from uh, some of his earlier projects. So it'll be interesting to see if he makes another move in a different direction, or yeah, or what that ends up being. I also thought the track 65th and Ingleside was was all right as well. I liked 65th and Ingleside. It was more mellow. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to uh, I Might Need Security by uh, Chance the Rapper. They heat pledge is scary. They just jack nickels. I'm assigned to my city like the bat signal. Young chosen one, golden boy, De La Hoya. It ain't too many me's. Rest in peace to Vern Troyer. I was younger than I seemed as a kid. I mean, my G17, 18 in the head. I mean, I'm only 25, but I'm Motown 25. Bet I get a statue in my hometown when I die. And Rom, you done. I'm expecting resignation and open investigation on all of these paid vacations for murderers. Oh, you know what I also really like? At the very end of the song, the last word that he says matches up with the sample. And I just feel like it hits really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a solid track. Definitely my favorite out of the, yeah. the four that were released. Uh, also, I really enjoy that the the art for that I meet my need security single is just a a super simplified cartoon version of the Arthur meme. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I just I like I don't know how I noticed that. But yeah, if you look at it, the I might need security little album art on Spotify at least and probably other places is just yeah, a super simplified two-dimensional version 
of the Arthur meme. That's what are the other ones? Do you think the other one? I thought it was just like all different parts of one big picture. I'm not sure what the other ones are from. I couldn't. I was like trying to analyze them to see if they had if they were all from memes or something like that. Yeah, they're just kind of super abstract, kind of pastel colors with a white border. But I don't know. I just thought like they were all just one like like individual like sometimes artists when they release the singles the cover art will be like a super like a zoomed up version of the album art i just thought that's what it was and yeah then when he released the full album it would be like a whole big picture yeah i do like that it that's that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. can't believe i didn't catch it it makes me wonder if the other ones are memes too yeah i i, I can't tell if you can ever if anyone else can decipher what those other uh little cartoons are let us know but yeah at the moment i'm drawing a blank so uh touching back on a topic we we uh, briefly mentioned earlier it's been just over a year now since uh tyler the creator released flower boy mm -hmm. uh, you've had a year to digest this album i have what are your thoughts i definitely when the album first came out last summer was near infatuated with it. I was listening to this thing almost on repeat and just thought it was this perfect summer album. Yeah. And the vibes on it were completely different than anything I've heard from Tyler before. Right. A lot more mellowed out the production uh the time you can tell he put a lot more time into his production on this than anything he's done before and yeah. just yeah he you know and listening to interviews with him and the very kind of brief things he put out when regarding the album you can tell just musically and sonically he was very focused on this album and kind of creating a little like world almost that you could pop into so yeah should we give a little history on Tyler the Creator as an artist? Probably. <laughs> okay. So Tyler the Creator first came onto the scene as a very young rapper, hip hop artist. His first major album release was in 2011, titled Goblin. But before that, he had a number of mixtapes. He also was a big part of the hip hop collective Odd Future. They kind of made a name for themselves with very brash lyrics, very kind of lo fi production quality. On and future Wolfgang, kill them all. And just general loud music. And to quote Tyler himself, lyrics that were made to piss old white people off. Yeah, that's where uh, Frank Ocean got his start as well. Yeah, it was a very odd thing when you look back and see that Frank Ocean was a part of Odd Future. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they were just kind of a total mesh of different musical talents largely with a hip-hop focus but yeah they also had a number of other earl sweatshirt was in odd future mm -hmm. as well as you know the band the internet yeah sid the kid who is part of the internet was part of odd future as well i didn't know that yeah they uh it was a very very interesting group of people tyler has since gone on after Goblin in 2011 to produce three other albums, notably Wolf in 2013, Cherry Bomb in 2015, and then Flower Boy that came out last summer. I think that the Tyler that we have been seeing around since... Well, first of all, he came out of the closet. Allegedly. Right. I actually... I listened to the album just the other day uh, in uh, for the one year, in respect for the one year. I was like, I'm going to listen to this. I did the same thing. Uh, Tame Impala Current mm -hmm. celebrated three years last week. And so I re-listened to it. And there's this one line where he talks like about track seven, which is the one 
that when the album got leaked, it was like, oh, Tyler comes out of the closet on this one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, either way, it doesn't it like it matters. But Almost similar to Frank Ocean's move of coming out or addressing his sexuality right before he released Channel Orange. I guess, yeah. I remember when that album leaked, there was like such a controversy. And <laughs> I remember uh, one of my friends was kind of like, I don't understand because I thought it was a good get for the gay community <laughs> um, because he doesn't fit in the box. No, like, he doesn't. He represents a demographic that I don't think a lot of people see in the gay community. Like he's just an edgy black guy and that's, you know, and he's not the type of guy who would go to a pride rally. He's not the type of guy who would do that kind of stuff. But like that doesn't take away from the fact that he's in the community, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are closeted or who are like, who could use a role model like that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from all the homophobic slurs that he used in the past. But <laughs> yeah, he addresses a lot of that on Flower Boy. He's just grown up a lot. Yeah. And in interviews as well, people have asked him about that. And he says most of the time, he just doesn't associate those words with the meaning they've gained in mainstream culture. Right. He just says them, I mean, personally, I believe at the time for... For shock value. For shock value. Yeah. So, but yeah, as you said, he's done a lot of growing up. He's got a Grammy nomination under his belt now. And he's definitely... If people move past what they were releasing in the past, then I think you can really enjoy this album. I, this was the first album that I listened to, like the first Tyler the Creator album that I like listened to start to finish. I actually haven't even like heard the singles from some of his albums. Like I, I don't, I, that's not true. I know Yonkers. I don't know. I don't know if I know any of the singles off Wolf. Never mind. I was right, but like, because uh, I know Death Camp too, and that song's wild. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just such a drastic departure. Like what? There's like it's very orchestral. Less about trying to shock people and more about just like his life. You know. Mm-hmm. Do you think we should play anything from his old stuff to give people an idea, or should we just move on to the new stuff? We can play Death Camp or something. Or should we play Yonkers, or is that too... Yeah, I mean, we talked about Yonkers. Yeah, I think Yonkers is very representative of what kind of their before. early style. Yeah. Um, or Tyler's early sp- style specifically in this music video as part of his very kind of shocking, brash brand. It ends with him eating a cockroach. So anyway... Let's take a short listen to a little clip of Yonkers. Jesus called, he said he's sick of the dances. I told him to quit bitching. It says in the fucking hotline for a fucking shrink. Sheesh, I already got mine. Not fucking working, I think I'm wasting my damn time. I'm clocking three past six and going postal. This the revenge of the dicks. That's nine cocks. And then like compare that to one of the songs like Boredom off his new album. Mm-hmm. Or even See You Again. Yeah. Ooh, in See You Again, I love where the beat changes. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. I love the way he did that. And the, the features on it are just wild. Frank Ocean is on a lot of them. Yeah, Frank Ocean is on the track Where This Flower Blooms. Mm-hmm. ASAP Rocky is on a track. Lil Wayne's on a track. Mm-hmm. Jaden Smith is on a track. Estelle is on a track. It's just, it's just wild. You know Estelle, 
Estelle's the one who sings American Boy, right? Yes. She's in the show uh, Steven Universe. Did you know that? I didn't know that. It's a pretty good show. I would recommend it if you're into cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's a pretty good show. It, it, top, it handles a lot of complex topics very well. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, let, let's just start listening to a couple songs off this Flower Boy album. Is there any specific one you think we should start with? Play Forward, See You Again, Who Dat Boy, and like... Glitter? Yeah, sure. Okay. So let's start with Forward. It's the first track on the album, the opening intro track, and it'll give you kind of a flavor of where this whole album goes from here. How much cooler can I get until I run out of fans? How many fans can I have until they turn on the AC? If the AC blow, well, then I'm TNT. I'm gone. I'm gone and I'm finished. And I ain't seen my friends in a minute. I guess that nothing lasts forever. And nothing lasts forever. Nothing sticks together. Uh-huh. Sick of sitting in doubt. Please let me figure this out. So yeah, that count- that forward track, which is the opening to the Flower Boy album, contains a feature from Rex Orange County. Yeah, I think that that was the first time a lot of people had heard of Rex Orange County is from this album. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I hadn't heard of them before. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, it's a, definitely a solid open to the album. Just to, Rex Orange County has a song that's really good, and it is called um, Loving is Easy. If you've got a minute, listen to it. It's very nice, very chill. But uh, moving on from there, one of the uh, uh, the song we mentioned earlier, See You Again, wasn't a single, but it's really good. Yeah. Uh, definitely shows kind of like, I'd say the intro is more of like standard Tyler in the fact that it's like a rap. And this one just kind of shows like how he's more interested about the instrumentation of those songs and like the work put into the songs as opposed to like rapping just to say shit (laughs) yeah yeah no i agree and i think it's definitely like a more vulnerable version of tyler than we have ever seen it's like it's basically a love song more or less yeah and so yeah it is i really enjoyed this song and the the feature from cali uchis cali uchis yeah is the Super good. You know, uh, Kevin Parker produced a, a song or two on her album. Really? Yeah. It's called Isolation. I forget what the song's called. But it's very Tame Impala. The song is very Tame Impala that he produced. She's got a beautiful voice, and it's like a super good feature from her. So yeah, let's take a little bit of a listen to See You Again. I said, okay, 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 do get my infatuation and translate into another form of what you call it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I ain't met you. I've been looking, stopped the waiting for, I stopped the chasing like an alcoholic. You don't understand me, what the fuck do you mean? It's the most in the cheeks, yeah, it's them dirt color eyes. Immediately following that, and the first single that Tyler released in anticipation of this album, Who Dat Boy? Which is about as classic Tyler as this album gets. Yeah, it's got a feature from ASAP Rocky, and it is, like Christian said, just very classic Tyler. Definitely tones it down a little bit on the shock value. A hundred percent. Yeah, there's not really any shock value in the song whatsoever, but it's still like it's abrasive. more of a classic hip hop yeah, song. Yeah, abrasive, aggressive. Uh, ASAP Rocky's got a great feature. Good song. 
Yeah, so let's take a little listen to Who Dat Boy. And one of the later tracks in the album, it's actually the second to last one, is a track called Glitter. And I believe I've seen things saying that it's Tyler's favorite song from the album personally. But it's very, again, a lot more toned down and softer and just a very, as the song would suggest, glittery production and just very nice, beautiful melodies throughout. And yeah, solid track for sure. For sure. So let's give you a little bit of a flavor of glitter off of Flower Boy. Feeling glitter, feeling good and great. Got the burner, got the heat like weight. Got the shit that's all up on that hit. I use it on myself the day you did. Got that four, five, seven track in for me. Baby dog, I hope you agree. Beat, cause you like my flowers. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So congrats to Tyler on the one year anniversary of Flower Boy. Definitely fun revisiting that one a year later after release. For sure. I agree. Anything you're looking forward to music wise next week? I have no idea. I hope to keep stumbling upon things that like I have the past couple of weeks. I bet by next week. Let's see. Let's look at let's see what's being released next week. Well, I bet there'll be something big next week. I bet drop Brockhampton drops. I bet Chance drops. Oh, DJ Khaled released a new song today? Hmm. Yeah, interesting. So it sounds like we'll have a lot to listen to and a lot to talk about on the upcoming episodes of All This Noise. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of All This Noise. I've been Brendan. And I've been Christian. We will catch you hopefully next week. And in the meantime, if you want to tweet us at on Twitter, you can do that at all this noise pod that's all this noise pod and you can also follow us on the anchor app if you would like to send us some voice memos i want to also give a big thanks to blake hoffman for calling in and being on the show for our first caller of the show and we look forward to try and have some more of you on in future episodes yes (laughs) for now we will catch you later And uh, join us next week when we review (laughs) Fragile by Yes.